Those children's books have those two pictures, and you got to see which are the same and which are different. We're going to do that on this episode of Inverse. Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. We're going to utilize some contrast and comparison skills on this episode. When you look at those children's uh, pictures and you see one monkey has a tail and one doesn't, and uh, one table has three legs and another one has four, and one guy has a mustache and one doesn't. You're watching Inverse. My name is Justin Kim. In the studio, we've got Jonathan and Siku and Callie, and we're going to take a look at the Old and the New Testaments and the covenants and the promises and compare and contrast. So hello, you guys. How are you? Oh, hello. Doing? Good, good. We are in episode, what episode are we? We're episode 11 aren't we and we've covered a lot covered a lot so John what are some things that you remember as like not each 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 town that you visited but as you fly (laughs) over and what are some things that you remember as you reflect on our our road trip through Mm -hmm. the the covenants well uh, there's a lot to say but I'm gonna try to keep it in (laughs) a broad we learned that that God is consistent with his message Mm -hmm. of the gospel the gospel is the same in the Old and the New Testament Mm -hmm. and people are saved the same way in the Old and the New Testament it's by faith. The question is, the difference is, how do we respond to the invitation that God is giving? Mm -hmm. And we learned that in the covenant, God promises himself. He's the one that fulfills the covenant. Uh, You know, he gives the promise and he promises to also live in us and through us. And he has um, exemplified that, you know, through Jesus. And he had made a lot of different covenants that are not so different after all, Mm. because they all, uh, they all preach about that same truth that God is here with us and will take us through this experience and will save us through it all. So it's Amen. just, uh, yeah, yeah, that's kind of that's good. An episode, yeah. <laughs> well, let's go to <laughs> Hebrews chapter 8. And we have been emphasizing that the experiences have been the same, but it's clear that some of those details are not the same when it comes to the actual, uh, the historical components. Mm-hmm. Um, we say the word historical components, but what's another, what's a great synonym for historical? Uh, the actual details involved, the actual, the rituals involved, I guess, is a better way of saying it. So we'll have a word of prayer and we'll read scripture. And uh, Callie, can you pray for us? Absolutely. Father in heaven, we thank you for guiding us thus far in this study. We thank you for showing things that we've never seen before. Amen. We thank you for speaking to our hearts. Amen. We trust that just as you have been with us, that you will continue to do so. Please open our eyes as we read scripture. May we understand it. May we see Christ more clearly. And may we apply it uh, rightfully to ourselves and to Amen. others. And But ultimately, Lord, may it just continue to lead to a deeper surrender to Christ. Mm-hmm. We ask and pray all this in, in his name. Amen. 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 So we're going to go to Hebrews chapter 8. And for those of you who are following out there, you want to open your, your Bibles and go to the New Testament, go to Hebrews, and also go to inversebible.org where you can get the Inverse Bible Study Guides and you can download them and you can follow along. We are in episode 11, lesson 11. And you can also go to hopetv.org slash inverse and you can see previous episodes. Not now. You want to finish this episode and then go to the previous episodes. <laughs> After this, yeah. previously after, yes. Yep. All right, we're good. So let's go to Hebrews <laughs> chapter 8, chapter 8, verse 1. Siku. Oh, first one? First one. Please. All right. Yeah. Now this is the main point of the things we are saying. We have such a high priest who is seated at the right hand of the throne of the majesty in the heavens, a minister of the sanctuary and of the true tabernacle, which the Lord erected and not man. 
for every high priest is appointed to offer both gifts and sacrifices. Therefore, it is necessary that this one also have something to offer. For if he were on earth, he would not be a priest, since there are priests who offer the gifts according to the law, who serve the copy and shadow of the heavenly things, as Moses was divinely instructed when he was about to make the tabernacle. For he said, See that you make all things according to the pattern shown you on the mountain. But now he has obtained a more excellent ministry inasmuch as he is also mediator of a better covenant which was established on better promises. Okay, we'll stop there. Okay, okay so this is really a high point in the book of Hebrews. Mm -hmm. I love Hebrews. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just a weird book in the middle of Paul, even though Paul, I mean, there's debate whether he wrote it or not. It sounds a lot like him, and we have a lot of evidence that, that it's pointing towards him as the author. But in chapter 1, it says that Jesus is better than the angels. Chapter 2, Jesus is, I mean, the whole theme is Jesus is better or better. He's better than Moses. He's better than Joshua. He's better than uh, the Levites. He's better than the priesthood. And then in chapter 8, verse 1, then Siku comes along and she reads verse 1 and she says, now this is the main point. Okay, so what's the main point? What, what, what is Paul saying here? Jonathan. Well, we see uh, Paul is making clear that there's two different, um, I don't know what you're calling it, called, pathways uh, in a way. There's a, a, a heavenly and an earthly. And mm. what is he talking about here? Now, he's speaking to the Hebrews, to the Jews, mm -hmm. and they immediately understood what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. He's referring to, when it comes to the earthly ministry that's taking place, he's referring to the sanctuary system, which was something that God told Moses to institute, you know, 1,500 years before this was written, mm -hmm. and told them, well, what is that sanctuary yes. system? You just kind of threw that in there. Right, right. Well, so that's, what is that that's sanctuary? A t oh, basically, it is uh, a, um, a real-life object lesson of everything that Jesus is and, and does for mm -hmm. us. Yeah. And so there are sacrifices involved pointing yeah. to Jesus' death. Yes. There uh, is a, there's this tent, uh, the, you know, the, the, the holy place, the most holy place. Maybe you've heard of that. It is Ark of the Covenant. There's all these, these furniture items that all symbolize something about what Jesus does. Mm -hmm. So that was like a, a 3D model that God gave. But it was, as we said, I think it was uh, in verse, where is it? It was a copy, verse 5, here we go. <laughs> a copy and shadow of the heavenly things. So mm. Moses was shown uh, by God uh, in heaven that there is a heavenly sanctuary, and Moses made a copy of that. Mm -hmm. So that there's these two elements going on here in this in this scripture. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So with the sanctuary service, you do have all the elements, furniture elements yes. uh, that I call them, and you have the the, the building itself yes. uh, in different versions. Different. But you also have the the dates. You yes. have the calendar. You have all the animals, and what many people call the Jewish economy. This mm -hmm. is not economy in the economic IMF and the stocks and the <laughs> and the recession and the depression going up, but this is the whole world around that mm -hmm. was given to the Israelites as a part of the the old covenant, right? Mm -hmm. And it was all and as you said, it all pointed to Jesus, mm -hmm. right? But what 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 was the meaning of ultimately all of these things uh, as found in the in this passage here? Siku. Um, I mean ultimately it says that they they had in this passage, talking about the high priestly mm. ministry specifically, mm -hmm. which is part of you know the ritual service, right? And it's saying that there was a high priest in the sanctuary service that was appointed for the children of Israel, um, but Jesus comes and he fulfills the role of the high priest, mm -hmm. but 
in a way that far exceeds and far excels the way that the earthly high priests, mm -hmm. you know, perform their ministry. So he has obtained a much more excellent ministry in verse six, mm -hmm. in as much as he's mediator of a better covenant, yes. mm -hmm. right, which is established on better promises in that, um, in the ritual, in the ritual that they were doing, they had to offer sacrifices, and I don't know if I'm, I'm running ahead of where no, we're no, going, go but they had to, exactly they had to right. offer sacrifices, yeah. and the sacrifices were pointing to the ultimate sacrifice, who is Jesus. Mm -hmm. Jesus comes, and He is the ultimate sacrifice, and so already your sacrifice is superior to any sacrifices that have been offered, you know, in the past. Mm -hmm. um, all the high priests, you know, before they go, all the priests before they go into the sanctuary to do, to minister, they're sinful, so they have to repent of their sins, mm -hmm. and they have to. Make make sure that they're right with God and they have to go through all of this, Jesus comes and he is the righteous one. Mm -hmm. You know, he doesn't have to go through all of these things. You know, he's, he's the perfection of everything in that system that it was mm -hmm. pointing to. And so just Jesus himself as a fulfillment of the entire Jewish economy, of the mm -hmm. entire system is far, far more excellent. Yeah. You know, he far exceeds in perfection what all those things were pointing to. Yeah, I want to pick up on chapter 7 of Hebrews in verse yes. 26 just to really support what you're saying there. Chapter 7, verse 26 of Hebrews says, For such a high priest was fitting for us who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and has become higher than the heavens, mm -hmm. who does not need daily as those high priests to offer up sacrifices mm -hmm. first for his own sins and then for the peoples for this he did once for all when he offered up himself mm -hmm. for the law appoints as high priest men who have weaknesses uh, who have weakness but the word of oath which came after the law appoints the son who has been perfected forever yeah so I mean you all have read the the the, the Bible before or the Old Testament before and you get super excited in Genesis wonderful stories children's Bible some some cool stories you go to Exodus and cool you see the Red Sea kind of opens up and you all, like, they cross over and then you go into some of the, the laws and some of the details and you're like, oh no. But you persevere through, you go through the wilderness and then you go to Leviticus and finally there's all these <laughs> recipes for all these you know things that you don't want to be cooking in your household. But all, all those the sacrifices all point to something. Yes. It may seem like, ah, that's what they did back in old times, but there was one sacrifice that was meant that if I offended Callie, you did one kind of sacrifice. Mm -hmm. If there was one kind of sacrifice where if I did something accidentally, I did another kind of sacrifice. Right. There was another sacrifice where if I offended God and I represent, and you just, there's different conditions. And then there's another one that this verse is, uh, this passage is talking about, that the high priest for his own sins offered up another kind of sacrifice. But you take all these sacrifices and kind of like a rope, that's made of these individual strands. You take all these sacrifices and you kind of put them together in one rope and that ultimate one rope points to the sacrifice of, of Jesus. Of Jesus. Yeah. And it just makes the cross not just this, oh, he died, but it's the, if the ultimate encapsulation of all the sacrifices in that old yes. law. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now this is Jesus and he doesn't need a daily. Verse 27, what is that daily? Mm -hmm. uh, why doesn't Jesus need that daily? Well, this is this is uh, 
it says that you know this is the daily uh, there was a there was a daily sacrifice in the sanctuary system, yeah. and that was um, to show that you know there's always an offer of grace and, and forgiveness and so on. But my understanding is they took a lamb and they would sacrifice yes. it early in the morning, right? And one before I don't know when, but sometime in the evening. In the evening. And it was just case, just in case anyone. Just in been, case, just, it just covers up, and then one a day, yes. one a day. Yes. And so this high priest and the high priest back then would need this, right? Mm -hmm. But there was she, a sinner. Yeah, yeah. A sinner, but our Jesus doesn't need this daily. Right. Yeah. So that daily is not some kind of mm -hmm. a daily newspaper or a daily, <laughs> right. you know, whatever. It just means a daily sacrifice. So this is where it's, it's building up this apex. Mm -hmm. Chapter 8, verse 1. Now we have such a high priest uh, who is seated at the right hand of the throne of the majesty in the heavens. So again, it's pointing to the sanctuary service, but it's upstairs in yes. heaven and not here on earth. And if I can be just an advocate here for the sanctuary on earth for a mm -hmm. moment, mm -hmm. we often consider uh, in Christianity, we often talk when we talk about the Old Testament and all the rituals, we, we kind of dismiss it almost with a negative undertone. And it, it really is not. It, mm. it, it, the, the, our study in Covenants has shown us the gospel was there in the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. And that sanctuary service also illustrated the gospel because it was pointing to Jesus and people experienced forgiveness of sin because they had they believed in the substitute that would come. Mm -hmm. So that's very important to understand. Just because it's not as cool as Jesus, <laughs> it's not bad. Mm -hmm. It's just that Jesus is, of course, in better. every way better. Mm -hmm. yeah, but it's yeah. still a good thing that God instituted for His people. Just I'm going to keep yeah. it. Okay, well, let's continue to compare sure. this Old Testament and New Testament and see if the monkey tail is there and where the mustache is after the break. Has Inverse been a blessing to you? Do you have questions, comments, or feedback you'd like to leave us? Find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. While there, join us, like us, heart us, thumbs up us. Our handle again is Inverse Bible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion. Welcome back. There are elements of the Old Testament and the New Testament, and they're exactly the same, and there are some that are different. And we're looking at why are they different, and is, are they essentially the same? I know this is going to sound very, uh, uh, what's, what's the word, Ta tautistic? Mm -hmm. Is that a word? I'm thinking of organic like chemistry. But yeah, tautomers, yeah, it sounds like they're kind of invert each other. But anyway, let's go into scripture, and let's, <laughs> let's, let's look at it. Mm. Callie, you wanted to, to, to yeah, something. Yeah, let's go to Hebrews 7. Hebrews so 7. Uh, chapter 4. Chapter and we'll start in verse 11. 11, 7, verses, 11. Yes. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> so verse 11 says, Therefore, if perfection were through the Levitical priesthood, for under it the people received the law, what further need was there that another priest should rise according to the order of Melchizedek and not be called according to the order of Aaron? For the priesthood being changed of necessity, there is also a change of the law. Mm. Now, we talked about how, I think you did, about how in different chapters of Hebrew is like Jesus is better than Jesus is better than, and this includes the Levitical order of the priesthood. Mm -hmm. But it says here in verse 12, the priesthood being changed, of necessity there's also a change of the law, mm -hmm. which we can start to think like, so that means there is no law, then we start spiraling out of control, we get confused again. Mm. But here, what's being changed is the priesthood. Mm. And instead of going through the whole chapter just to bring it out, but it's... It is these rituals of this is how like all those sacrifices. So this way of coming to God and being reconciled, that's changing. Mm -hmm. So it's not it's not the reconciliation itself. It's yeah, it's what you put your faith in, mm -hmm. right? Um, because our faith is always in Christ, but they're kind of going through the animals and we mm -hmm. don't go through the animals to Jesus, to God anymore. Mm -hmm. So just to focus on, because we see those words, right? Like changed or it's over. And we're like, ah, that's what it means. Mm -hmm. But again, the context, what it's talking about, 
about is the priesthood way of doing that. Mm -hmm. That's what's changed. Mm -hmm. So Siku, help us map this out and just kind of recap because for about 10 episodes we've been saying that the the, the old covenant, new covenant, it's the same, it's the same, it's the same, it's the same. <laughs> monkey tail, monkey tail, monkey tail, monkey tail. <laughs> but on some things, it's not the same. Right. right. And then they're different, but when they're different, they're kind of pointing to the same thing. So yeah. I know, I know, I, just, I know this is kind of weird, yeah. but 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 well, clarify what I just said and make it make <laughs> make, <laughs> make that it make sense. <laughs> I don't know that I I don't know, but um, She's like, I'm not give a it a shot. Worker. Okay, okay. okay. Um, so one of the things that we have been talking about, you know, all through the season, is that the covenant, the the premises, you know, the the covenant promises are the same, mm. right? But when you talk about a covenant, it's it's an agreement between two people. So included in the definition of the covenant is the response to that covenant. Yes. That's yes. part of the covenant package. Yes. And so in the old covenant, you've got, you know, the terms of the covenant and then you've got the response. The response is messed up. Therefore, you need a new covenant, which has the right kind of response. Right. Yes. Yes. So there's that element of, you know, the response, the experiential element of the covenant mm -hmm. experience. But there's also as part of this covenant experience, what makes the covenant work is the reality of Jesus, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. That Jesus works out these things in our lives, mm -hmm. right? And historically speaking, and this goes way back to the first episode, mm -hmm. um, historically, God has made agreements with his people at various times, you know, throughout human history. And the expression of this covenant you know, has been exchanged, augmented over time. It's still the same same terms of the covenant, but its expression over time may may change, may morph a little bit, um, depending on the context. And we're here. What we're talking about is in the context of the Israelites. Um, God gave them a covenant agreement in their context, which had these rituals and had the system of worship that ultimately still pointed to Jesus, still points to him as the way that we, you know, receive salvation, the way that we are transformed. But they were, you know, the specifics, I guess the nitty gritty of how they came to, to that understanding, as Kelly was saying, like the priesthood, um, the, the sacrifices, mm -hmm. all of it ultimately pointing to the same thing. Right. But the nitty gritty of that in the historical time frame is different from when Jesus now comes and has fulfilled those things that were pointing to him. Mm -hmm. And so there's a historical, I think we've said there's a historical element, you know, to the old, to the covenant, mm -hmm. which you could say old in the sense of before Jesus, mm -hmm. um, not old in the sense of maybe the response is wrong, but old in the historical sense. Mm -hmm. And then once Jesus comes, it's like it's a new covenant, it's a new experience because Jesus has entered into the picture historically, mm -hmm. and then it's a new dispensation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, okay, awesome, awesome, I don't know awesome. if that helped. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm laughing because I never thought I'd do this, but I'm going to use um, a software engineering analogy. Okay. <clears throat> so, <laughs> let's see if this works. So, in software engineering, you have something called variables as pointers, which means there's something in a physical space in memory, okay? So it's Jesus, okay? You with me so far? Okay. There's Jesus. Okay. I think I already you know who Jesus here. is. No, <laughs> listen, listen, listen. No. Okay, I'll listen. I'll this listen. is going to appeal to like 17 people, okay? We're, we're Do it for the 17 people. To it. 
So <laughs> there's Jesus. Okay. <laughs> there's yeah. Jesus, okay? okay? And there's different variables. So like you're a variable, Justin, Callie, Siku, Jonathan, okay? okay? There's different. And we're all pointing to the same Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. But currently, you, we're all sitting in different seats. Mm -hmm. So we're all pointing from different angles, mm -hmm. but we're all pointing at the same thing. Mm -hmm. And so as this moves, we uh, the pointers, the arrows themselves, they kind of move because you guys, you guys, your eyes are moving, like acting mm -hmm. as pointers right now, right? right? So, but we're still pointing at the same thing. So throughout history, Jesus has always been Jesus. He's always been God, mm -hmm. but we've been given different arrows, different mm -hmm. pointers to point at the same thing. Mm -hmm. So at one point, the priesthood, God was like, here's an arrow to help you understand Jesus better, to point to Jesus. Like, okay, thank you for this arrow, God. We will understand Jesus better because mm -hmm. you're pointing us in the right direction. Mm -hmm. But then after that was abolished, we have other pointers, we have other arrows, but it's pointing the same exact mm -hmm. direction. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Does that make mm -hmm. sense? Yeah. That cool. Yeah, that's cool. Now I understand variables cool. pointers. Very good. <laughs> You're welcome. Very good. Uh, stay away from computer programming. Right, right. Wow. Join me. Good, good, good. good. Okay. Jonathan, <laughs> got, got any analogies in your pocket? You know, I no, think it's been said. <laughs> you know, what's amazing is I like how you have the, the terms and conditions of the covenant. Yes. Are the same in the old and the new. Yes. But the terms and the conditions in the old, uh, old covenant era, were also had rituals attached, mm -hmm. and and you know the animals and the dates and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And this continued on until Jesus came, yes. and He fulfilled these aspects. Mm -hmm. So then these these kind of side attachments are no longer needed. Right. Right. right? Because Jesus is here. Mm -hmm. They were never bad. They, just they were never bad. They just pointed to like your computer thing. Yeah, pointers. <laughs> pointed to Jesus. Yeah, arrows. But now that Jesus is here, then we take away the, these are no longer are needed now, they, right? But the confusion is, mm -hmm. in taking away these, we often think that the Old Testament the core terms and conditions were also not needed, mm -hmm. and they're also been done away with right. and, in the law. Yeah. And this is what we looked in previous episodes, that this is the core of the Old and the New Covenants is right. exactly the same, right. but yeah. it's the accoutrements that pointed to Jesus, that they've been Pointers. fulfilled in Jesus. Yeah. And I, think, I think Paul anticipated that that might be a problem because, right, you know, after the, the section that we, had, we just read, from verse 7, in Hebrews mm -hmm. chapter 8. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. Verse 7. Yeah, go for going it. Going forward, right? Do it, so, do it. Should I read yeah, it? Yeah, no, please. We're, we're, we're telepathic. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Uh, communicating. Yes, go for <laughs> so it. It says, For if that first covenant had been faultless, then no place would have been sought for a second, because finding fault with them, mm -hmm. he says, mm -hmm. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel, with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, because they did not continue mm -hmm. in my covenant covenant, mm -hmm. and I disregarded them, says the Lord. Mm -hmm. For this is the covenant that I'll make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their mind, write them on their hearts. I'll be their God, and they shall be my people. None of them shall teach his neighbor and none his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for all shall know me from the least of them to the greatest of them. For I'll be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their lawless deeds. I will remember no more. Mm. The powerful thing, I, I, I'm pausing there, but... Um, Okay, I'll just read verse 13. And in that he says a new covenant, he has made the first obsolete. Now what is becoming obsolete and growing old is ready to vanish away. Mm. Okay. It's almost, what, what I'm saying is it's like Paul anticipated exactly what you're saying because 
smack in the middle of talking about comparing, you know, this old covenant system mm -hmm. and comparing it with the excellency of Jesus. He, he takes a pause smack in the middle and he's like, hold on, just so you don't get confused. This that you found all, all the way back in Jeremiah chapter 33, I'm going to quote it verbatim, mm. longest quotation from the Old Testament, mm. because this has remained the same, yes. right? Mm -hmm. This does not change, even though Jesus has a, is a more excellent sacrifice, a more excellent priesthood, a more... But this is exactly the same. What has changed is... Uh, the pointers. Yeah, there you go. That's right. And <laughs> may I point out that <laughs> we still do have rituals. <laughs> like, we have the communion. <laughs> and that is something Jesus instituted. He kind of... kind the of pointer. More, yeah, pointer. He kind of morphed <laughs> the, the, the Passover. True, true, true. Uh, and we still have that. And that's a, not a bad thing. If you do it right. by faith and you understand what those symbols mean... Even baptism. A, a baptism. What, what, what are yeah. those? Uh, 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 baptism? But, but what are those rituals? Yeah, baptism, yeah. communion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, of course, uh, Sabbath has never changed. We have foot washing mm -hmm. that Jesus instituted. Mm -hmm. uh, and even within communion, I mean, he uses covenant language, the blood of the blood my of covenant, the, covenant. the right. body of my covenant. Exactly. I mean, they're, they're being, they've been ratified. So what's, what's, what's cool is these, 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 these attachments to the terms and conditions, the rituals, and you're saying mm -hmm. the old has it and the new has it. Mm -hmm. But some people think that the old covenant reaction, the old covenant response yes. is because of these rituals. Mm -hmm. And what, what Paul is saying is like, uh-uh, uh-uh. Yeah. That's just the, that's the carnal nature of our hearts. Yes. Yeah. That even under a New Testament era, in a New Covenant era time yes. period, we can, with with communion, yes. with baptism, with what's the other uh, rituals that we talked about? Foot washing. Uh, foot washing <laughs> we can have a old legalistic response totally. to them yes. as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And buy yeah. into that idea that all the rituals in of themselves were evil, mm. then that means that there, it's impossible for people to be faithful in the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. So like Abraham couldn't exist, David, Isaiah, like all these people, because are you saying that like God set them up for failure and they overcome God setting them up for fit like that doesn't it doesn't make sense because I think sometimes we hold beliefs and we just hold them separately in these like little cubes around us mm -hmm. but we have it has to make sense in an arc mm -hmm. it, God needs to be the same yesterday today and forever because he is mm -hmm. so it just doesn't work mm -hmm. yeah so the problem is not with God the problem is not with God's law the problem is with us with us, us. Yeah. what do we got to do what what's what's the click and we said it multiple times before right. but in this episode we got to say what do we got to do? Mm -hmm. Siku. Put our faith in Jesus. I mean, you read you read the book of Hebrews, and this is Paul, this is Paul's point. Mm -hmm. He's like, Jesus is his he, Jesus is it. Period. You know, he's like, um, if Jesus you is the covenant. Yeah, like he is he is the fulfillment of all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and if we if we would focus our attention on him, focus yes. our eyes on Jesus, then he can accomplish the things that he wants to do in our lives. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When we take our eyes off of him, whether we put it on rituals or we put it on what I should and should not do, or the, the, the do's and the don'ts of the law. And mm -hmm. when whenever our eyes are off of Jesus, no matter what we turn our eyes on to, we're going to lose it. Mm -hmm. yeah. Ultimately, we just got to focus our attention on Jesus. The beauty of his character, that's where salvation that's Amen. 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 Amen.
Hopefully you've been blessed by this episode. We have been going to the old and to the new and been comparing and contrasting these two sides. This wasn't just a theological exercise, but it's going, it's for following the thoughts of the book of Hebrews and comparing what is the difference between the two and what's the same because it's comparing our experience with experience of those in scripture. And hopefully you can compare that, man, I want to have a new covenant experience. I want change. I want holiness. I want, I want, do I want the real thing that Jesus Jesus has to offer. If that's your prayer, all you have to do is after this episode airs, you get on your knees and say, Lord, I want that experience live within me. That's my prayer. It's the prayer of my friends here, and hopefully that's yours. God bless you guys. We'll see you next week here on Inverse. You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jonathan Walter, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by the Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag Inverse Bible. Until next time, this is Inverse.